Welcome everyone to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis and today is a really happy day for us because it's been a while since we've had a win and not just that but it's been a while since we've had amazing goals as part of that win including one that in my opinion is probably the best I've ever seen in Republic history and I'm not even exaggerating I really do think so and so before we get started today let's go ahead and introduce our guests and also our co-host today first let's go over and introduce uh, we wouldn't be able to have a Las Vegas review game without her because she is who we like to call our Las Vegas correspondent so let's first go to you Jennifer how are you doing today I am doing fantastic thank you so much for having me back on I, I have a title now I, I feel so special <laughs> Yeah, you're probably representing our uh, Sacramento Republic in Las Vegas, and we're out on the lookout for more people who are living close to all these teams we play against because we we want to want to hear more about the insights on on these teams we play against and also the experience of, of the stadium too. And also, Jennifer, your name tag is coming in the mail as well as your key card that gains you access to wherever Jared finds a good penthouse. Oh, well, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I, I'm I kidding. Just, <laughs> I'm holding you. I'm holding you to it. So <laughs> I, I need that. I'm expecting it in the mail now. <laughs> All right. We got, we got to get to it. Cool. And uh, also joining us today is our podcast mom, Sharon and Jared. Um, being that he is uh, at an away venue this time and, you know, he he actually picked, as you all heard earlier, a really great, we like to call it a penthouse because it really does look like that. Um, but he is in Las Vegas and was at the game yesterday as well. Jared, how's it going, Jared? Oh, it is doing fabulous here. I mean, uh, not only have the result, but actually able to put money down and win. So right now I'm feeling a, l- a little bit of this water, you know, a little bit of this hustler water because we came into Vegas and we hustled Vegas out of the three points, sweeping the series. And just uh, kind of partying before and maybe after the match as well. So this is definitely going to be a good episode. Nice. That's that's awesome. And she just got back from her bike ride, and we appreciate you joining us. Sharon, how's it going, Sharon? <laughs> hey, yeah, right. I just got back from the bike ride. I'm eating a charcuterie tray, and I'm not sharing it with anybody because I can't get it through the electrons, you know, the, the transmission lines. So, yeah, no, it's a good bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> a good way to celebrate a, a win last night is a bike ride in the morning, a little smoky air here because of the um, the fires up north and the new fire that just started, you know, which is <laughs> California and fires. So I'm glad you guys had blue skies down there, but you kind of had a lot of smoke and we are going to talk about the random, random smoke in Las Vegas, man. You, so Watching from our perspective versus being at the game, it's like some of the some of the stuff we couldn't even see. So I can't wait to dive into that. And Luis, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Really happy about the win yesterday. And like I said earlier, right, seeing amazing goals. I mean, that's that's a highlight in itself, and not something that I expected, unfortunately. But I'm really glad that that ended up happening. And second half was much better than that first half but you know now we're on to tough matches but i think in 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 the good foot starting off really great because we we are in for two really really uh tough games ahead so 
great stuff. And now we just got to keep moving forward because Las Vegas is a team that we tend to beat easily. So uh, I, I want to see us get wins against those other teams that we we don't get as many wins against. And, and that I think in that fashion, we'll be able to actually say, yeah, the team is doing great versus we beat a team that we normally beat. But of course, I, I like I said, I like the three points, really good team effort in that second half. I just want to see that second half effort translated into other games because there are some really important games ahead of us and some direct uh, rival games as well. So we need to make sure that we reflect that in those games because those three games against Tacoma are going to be really, really critical for us to be able to qualify for playoffs. So cool. Well, with that being said, uh, before we get started, let's also invite our listeners to check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at State Republic 12. Go check that out. Um, we are going to be announcing details on the scarves here shortly. We're still kind of working around on uh, certain logistics on that and how that's going to work, how much they're going to cost and all that. But I have to say, and you're not even going to believe this, Sharon, but I tallied up the scores for each of the different scarves. And it looks like we have a tie between scar four and six. So Uh-oh. I think the best way we could just split this tie is by having our own voting here on the podcast. If you guys agree with that, and we could probably do it at the end of the show if, if you all want. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one I'm going with. <laughs> you know, I think I actually forgot to vote. So oh, okay. I would love to vote today. <laughs> yeah, you know, just consider the stars. You know, just consider stars. That's all. That's I'm all actually I bringing say. them up right now because I need to check them out again. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be doing that uh, at the end of the show. So stick tuned to find out <laughs> who actually gets to win it. Right? Is it going to be four or six? <laughs> or is it a blend? Because some people oh. were suggesting a blend of the two of them, that there's a way to blend the two of them. So, hmm. yeah. Oh, that, that could be our tiebreaker. <laughs> we just <laughs> combine both of them. People wanted both, so we'll give you we'll give you something. And we'll <laughs> we might do that, actually. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Um, yeah. We'll still do a boarding here just to out of curiosity to find out what <laughs> what, what was the, the one that would win here amongst us. But yeah, so again, just be on the lookout for that on social. We'll we'll announce more on how you can get yours um, shortly. Also, uh, next Saturday's game, or yeah, next Saturday, I think is is when we have our next game. Um, We play against El Paso. And so with that being said, on Friday, we are going to have a town hall to talk about that match. So be on the lookout for that on our socials. We'll announce more on timing, whatnot, but... If you want to be on it, just like we do the other ones and we invite all fans on there, please feel free to send us a message and we'll send you a link. And uh, I mean, we might even just put the link out there like last time. So if you want to join, just hop on there and, and we'll we'll get you added on there as well. So cool. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, dive into this game because we all know how anxious we are just to talk about everything that happened in this game and, and whatnot. But Let's first start off with the goal that no one actually thought that this would happen. I never imagined that it would happen so early on. Uh, I thought we would really like be in the scoreline first too, but 
they got their opportunity. Unfortunately for Rafa, he, he had done a really good save. I mean, it was like borderline on the line. But again, it's one of those things where when you have those saves, you really need your defense to be like more paying attention to the play, right? And trying to stop anything that's going on. But unfortunately, this, this wasn't the case. And all we can really say is, well, you did what you could, Rafa, right? Because, I mean, we couldn't have asked for anything more. But what were you guys' thoughts? Well, I almost collapsed on the fence when I saw this one. <laughs> it, was a, it was hard to watch this one. I was just, this took the wind out of me. It might have been the smoke, but I'm pretty sure it was this goal um, that took the wind out of me. It was, it was very hard to watch. Well, somebody had posted, and I don't remember if it was one of us or if it was one another social media, somebody posted, oh, it's over. Just like that. It was like, uh-oh. And I think, Jared, was that you or Luis? It, I think that, that, that was me. Yeah. After the first <laughs> half, I was like, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, is, you know, because we still haven't seen the, you know, how we can bounce back so well. We usually see a tie. Sometimes we stay, you know, in that, in that situation. So some of us felt disheartened and I almost, you know, I felt the same way. It's like, oh my gosh, they scored on us and it was so easy and our defense was holy. Nobody had the swivel head going. Nobody picked up the run. And it was, I was like, yeah, it's over. You know, if we're going to continue to play like that. Well, that was the last time that happened really, you know, cause it, after that, it's like, we kind of got our poop in a pile and ended up, it, we did a whole lot better after that. Yeah. As soon as I saw that first goal, I was like, Oh God, here we go again. Because this is something similar from when I was out here in 2019, because I believe it in that match, granted, we scored first, but then they just piled it on in the second half. So I was thinking it was going to be more more of the same or something like that. But we in the first half did not look all that enthusiastic. I mean, we were just trying to get get through it. But then again, having all that smoke there in the first half didn't exactly help any. I mean, we, we complained about uh, the smoking conditions at Heart Health Park a little while back. This was nothing in comparison to what was going on at Cashman Field. I mean, granted, it was temporary, but... Once that first goal scored it, I myself was thinking that we were going to be in for a long night. Yeah, and then poor Jordan, right? I mean, he didn't mean to do that, right? But there was a slight bounce, if you guys look at the replay, that kind of causes that, right? I mean, poor Jordan's, like, thinking, like, I'm just going to trap it here. Like, it's not going to be a big issue. But if you guys look at it closely, you guys will notice that the ball was bouncing, and it slightly bounces right before it gets to Jordan. And that that is really the key there is that you get that bounce. It hits him like, I think, kind of like on the knee. And, you know, it's one of those things where when that happens, it's just going to (laughs) go the wrong way, not the way that he thought it would go. And Jordan wasn't aware, I think, also that the guy was coming in behind him. Right. Because he's just right there trying to uh, kind of block, but not really realizing, oh, there's a guy over here that's following the play. And yeah, he just beat me. Yeah, the positioning, you know, we it looked like we had attempted a decent position, but we did have a few stand and watchers um, when the ball went across. You know, there were some guys that were kind of being observant. Um, Luis Felipe comes to mind. He stayed high. I know sometimes you have to because you're doing a zone. Um, but if you even look at Jaime, I mean, we had some of our players kind of just being observers as opposed to, you know, guys in motion. And I'm going to blame it all on the smoke because that stuff's nasty. You know, it does. And the heat, you know, you come in and mind you, Las Vegas is not at grounds. You know, it's not at zero elevation. There's elevation to Las Vegas. 
So not only do they have a little elevation that we're not used to, you know, but they have the smoke and the heat. So you had a triple whammy of conditions that can take, uh, that can cause you to have a little less alertness and a little less focus. And you really have to battle as a player to stay focused when you're dealing with all three of those things at once. It's, it's, it's a real deal. So I, you know, you let that one in and you just hope and pray that the second half, that there's some conversations in the locker room and some introspection and, you know, guys hunkering down and, you know, figuring out how they can stay focused because 90 minutes of focus is hard when it's hot, smoky and a, a little elevation. So. Yeah, the weather was miserable yesterday. Um, I feel like our, I didn't check the humidity, but it felt like it was a lot more humid than normal. Um, and so that was horrible conditions in general out there. Um, but then there also just seemed to be just a lot of just lack of communication going on in the field in the first. Um, so I don't know if that played a factor. And then after they, you know, had their time to rest and come back, they felt a little more mentally focused. Um, just like there wasn't a lot because the crowd was not live. Um, they were not alive at all yesterday. Um, it wasn't actually until Jared came down that we started getting a little bit crazier. But, uh, you know, that first half, it was it was dull. So you just heard everything on that field. And there just wasn't that much communication going on. So, so Jennifer, wasn't you guys doing Olay, Olay, Olay in the second half when we were just passing it around? Was that you guys? That was uh, actually losing Fuerza, yeah, the uh, Latino based supporter group for the uh, Las Vegas Lights FC. Uh, they had grown uh, increasingly frustrated uh, with the fact that uh, they came out and tried to support the lights, and really the lights haven't been acknowledging them too too lately this year. So um, I was actually speaking with some of the some of the group after the match. Uh, and they said that they were the ones that were starting the ole, ole, ole chants. For us. And it was so cool because they were cheering essentially for us. I love that. I, we could hear that loud and clear. And the, and the uh, commentators, you know, Kevin and Rob were saying, oh my, you know, the ole has started up. And it was like, yes, <laughs> we need to kind of keep possession. But I'm getting ahead of the game. I know we're still talking about the goal against us, but uh, hopefully we can get to the next part. Oh, yes, where actually we are going to score our goal. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have to say in that moment, it brought me vibes to Mexico because over there, that's a common occurrence, right? Any fans who are just frustrated at their team, they start to basically give their backs to the team and then just start doing the whole ole ole, right, to uh, the rival, which... Uh, I'm not particularly a fan of. I would never do that for any of my teams, I think, as much as I, I, I can get really frustrated at times. <laughs> but uh, some people, I guess, they want to just do that. But I, I feel like I, I'm in disagreement with that myself. But hey, if it's if it's Russ, then I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it any day if it's <laughs> away fans trying to cheer for us um, and hopefully even converting if they feel so the need to. <laughs> that, that would be great, too. But yeah, moving along with our uh, goal on, on the 56th minute, uh, you know, it took us 10 minutes off the second half to actually be able to get our goal, which I was so relieved. <laughs> I was like, all right, great. Momentum is going to be on our side. This is going to be great. Um, and the only thing I got to say is that it, it is a shame that it couldn't be actually Cameron's goal as much as uh, in the actual game, they, they on the displays, right, that they put on the screen, they wanted to 
gave it to Cameron. I was like, well, I got to be honest, it wasn't Cameron. <laughs> he was more trying to uh, center it than anything else. And the other guy just comes in from lights and just uh, taps it in. The goalkeeper never imagined that would happen. But, I mean, we saw it happen kind of with Jordan on that first goal where it was so close to being just a, a rebound. But fortunately for us, it went in. And not just that, but it gave us, again, that momentum that we needed to actually go through, get those three points because... If we would have gone this later on in the game, I don't know if we still have that same momentum because we still had uh, a good amount of time to do much more, which we know that we ended up actually doing much more. But what did you guys think of, of this uh, interesting rebound goal of sorts? I mean, I I thought it was Cam's goal. Uh, it, it wasn't until I was actually looking <laughs> later at the score. I'm like, oh, it was because <laughs> you're just so in the moment you're you know you're not like really paying attention to those little things um and you know I'm from at least where I was standing it looked like cam so I'm still gonna say it's cam's goal <laughs> yeah I mean just just getting over there because the second half I went over to that uh, party zone where uh, Jennifer and her husband were, were at and I was able to get to, up close and and just see I thought cam had scored by myself as well but uh now that I see these highlights and everything like that, then I start to see, okay, well, yeah, it's, it's an own goal, but it's still a goal for us. That's all that matters. So this is interesting, but I, you know, I, I haven't been very, uh, lap, I've watched at home and you know, sometimes it's, you just watch it and it comes and goes. I was standing when it was getting to this point, I stood and I screamed and I fist pumped in the air and there's nobody home, right? Except my cat. And I think I scared the cat because um, this was that thing you we needed. Uh, we we so needed this goal. And I don't care how it went in. You know, yeah, Rando, you know, there was stuff happening there. If you look at his positioning, he's, you know, he's he's making the right moves. He's covering the front post. But who nobody was nobody was on the back post. And in the rush to get to the back post you know, it, it happens, you know, stuff happens. So anyhow, it's good thing we did that. Good thing that uh, we went and gathered up the ball as though, you know, we're getting ready to, to restart so that we can go get some more goals. Uh, you know, it's just, that showed our, our confidence that showed the confidence that we needed. So happy for this day. Yeah. And then moving on to the next goal or a two, one in the scoreline two, we'd go over to the uh, 73rd minute. Uh, and what I think could have been probably the goal of the night had the third one not been in. I mean, it was like, oh, whoa. I mean, this, like, it's great we got this goal right here, too. But it's like, oh, we should have had this goal be a simple goal and then save this goal for Heart Hill Park so we could see it in person. But, I mean, I'll still take it even if I just see it on TV. But Luis Felipe giving us a, quite quite a good long a clinic. shot. Like a clinic on, oh, yeah, oh, perfect. a clinic on no trap, you know, just straight shot right back into the goal. Just a clinic on how that works. And I love, you know, Luis Felipe. I'm just like so appreciative of what he is starting to bring to the table. Um, you, you just can't, that's muscle memory. You can't learn. I mean, that's something that you have to do over and over and over and over. That's balls against the wall kind of a thing, you know, where you, where you're, you, you're passing against the wall. You're just constantly getting the feel of the ball 
And no matter how it bounces, you know, you can, you know, capitalize and get it right back. You know, whether he had to pass the ball or whatever, that skill is nuts. And yeah, I, I was hoping it was going to be like goal of the week, goal of the month. And, and then. <laughs> Not this to be so done. <laughs> this is my husband's favorite goal. Like he just kept on talking about this goal. Even after the other one, he just kept on talking about this one because Luis Felipe just kind of like walks away after the, like he just, just kind of walks off after, you know, after hitting it. And he, my husband just absolutely loved like the confidence cockiness of him. And I'm like, that just, he just, he, he just is, I'm sure he's like a sweetheart, but he just kind of, he like really acts like he has this like cockiness about him. Like he's so comfortable playing this game that he's just like, yep. Like that's the game. There we go. Just, okay. Yeah. I did it. I did it. You know, it's funny. It's kind of like an airline pilot when they're landing the plane in turbulence and whatever. It's like, I did my job. I got the plane down. Everybody's safe. And that's kind of Luis. It's like, I did my job. This is what I get paid for. You know, it's like, this is my job. When I can, I do it. So I agree. <laughs> yeah, because if, if it was Jaime, we know we'd be seeing the guitar dance right there. And, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I hope he scores again because I missed that. But but yeah, Luis Felipe, I mean, he had that that FES, I, I did it, you know, the mentality there. But you know what? He can back it up. So it's all right. You know, he, he got the job done. He fired up the Galazzo and just rocked it in there, put, putting us up top 2-1. And I love the bench support. I even, you know, even though a couple guys have been subbed off already, the support from the bench was incredible. You know, nobody had a mopey face or anything. It was just like, it was all for one. And that's what playing for the crest looks like. That's what playing for Sacramento looks like. And I want to see more of that. Um, we've talked about this over and over. Is like, do the guys realize how many people are watching them? How many people are behind them? You know, that we're all kind of like hanging for all of this because we're such good fans and we, you know, we support this squad and, and they just, if they could feel what, what we felt during those moments, they, they would understand even further what playing for the crest looks like. So glad they're finally all embracing Sac Republic, that beautiful crest with the star above it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and glad we're seeing more long distance shots, right? It's what I've always been asking for the whole season. Like, like be more daring, take those shots because you never know what might happen. And even if it's not a goal, it could be a corner kick that leads to a goal. It could be a rebound. Like you just don't know what can happen. And you know, here we are seeing it in this match, and I want to keep seeing it, especially when we play against uh, other rivals that are a little bit more tougher, right? That might not give us as many opportunities. You got to do this. You got to like pull these moves because you get your award at times. And Luis uh, Felipe, and as we'll talk about here shortly, Juju also saw that. So uh, let's let's see more see more of that. So hopefully. And I think it was after this one that the scoreboard actually went to zero zero. Yes. <laughs> they, <didn't want> <laughs> they were like, you know what? <laughs> it's zero zero. I think Las Vegas was a little upset after this one. <laughs> so they changed the scoreboard. They were saying fake news that nobody scored yet. And, and sh yeah, because we had noticed that as well. I mean, it, 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 after a while, they said, you know what? No, we're not putting any more uh, Republic FC goals up there. We're just going to. Put it at zero zero. We're not even going to show the score. Well, you're lucky we show you the time. 
<laughs> oh no, come on. Not after a goal like this, you can't even pull that. Come on. Oh. Well, it's kind of like when they pouted, when the camera person pouted the last time we played him and cut the feed, they didn't even have the post-game show. So I, I guess Las Vegas, they pout. Well, I will say they did have the post-match highlights uh, from what I've seen on uh, ESPN Plus On Demand, because I watched that earlier today, and they did have the uh, post-match highlights this time around. So we'll, we'll give them that. Oh, yeah. I, I stuck around after that because I watched that on ESPN Plus myself, and I I, I Stuck around just for, well, not just for that. I got to say, I mean, I wanted to see these amazing goals again, too, of course. But one of the things I was on the lookout for is like, are we going to see highlights or are they just going to end it here? But fortunately, we did see them. So I'm like, all right, maybe I'll give it to them. Maybe it was really technical difficulties in that last one. So yeah, maybe, maybe it got proven wrong. <laughs> um, one more thing I want to point out in, in this goal, and it's one thing I've mentioned before, too, but you know that the goal was so like quick, right? The shot was so fast that the cameraman wasn't even able to even keep up with what was going on <laughs> because Luis Felipe shoots it and then the ball is like way out of angle and I don't know what goes on. You guys probably got to see whoever was operating the cameras yesterday, but it, it seems like for one, they're too close. They, they should be up higher. I've said it before here, and yes, Sharon, I'm, I'm going to hopefully say it right. Scissor lifts. I hopefully I got it right. <laughs> they, they need that. That's what they need in Las Vegas, right? They need people Sister in lips. Oakland to let, tell them. <laughs> <laughs> they need sister lips. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, I don't really know what they would use those for, but I'm sure in Las Vegas they'll find something to use. <laughs> Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, they are just on a platform right behind uh, Vegas, where Vegas sits. Um, so they are, yeah, they're they're standalone, just on a, like a little platform. Um, and I think there there might be like another one that's stationed like towards like where the like um, VIP upper area is. Um, but other than that, like it's just like poor like one guy. Like that's it. Just, oh. No, oh. it's just he's out there, you know, just by himself. And so he's trying. He's trying. It's so high school. It's so high school. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen better high school games. <laughs> oh yeah. Just watching these, like I don't, I, I obviously being there is a different situation, and I normally don't watch Vegas games from home, so like I, I really don't experience the, the camera all that much. But every time I see the highlights, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, it really looks like it's like a peewee league just out there. <laughs> and, like, a mom is just recording it. <laughs> like, she has, like, the hazy filter on. <laughs> she's just trying. And that, it's just, oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, it does really seem that way. And oh, I think it has to come from USL or something to say, like, come on, here. Try this, right? Because we know that on the other side, there is no bleachers, right? There is no like fans, right? Because it is a former baseball stadium. So why can't mm -hmm. they just put it on that side? If they need to contact Oakland Roots to figure out like, hey, where did you guys rent it at? How much was it? Like, is there any way they could kind of ship one to us over here? Can we get the same people who operated cameras over there to <laughs> manage? They do the have an area. So right behind that, they have like their Toyota drive. So fans who drive to Toyotas can pull up and watch right on the field. 
So they do have fans over there though. It's normally not that many where I would assume they could do like half of it. Uh, but I, I believe it must be something to do with like a sponsorship that they have that it is why they have, I mean, obviously it's from Finley Toyota, Toyota right there. It says for the replay, but, um, so they do have fans over there in their vehicles. So I wonder if it's also the sun, the angle of the sun. Isn't Las Vegas where they, sh- isn't this the, the place where they, where they're filming from? It does shoot into the sun and it's like it's better once the sun goes down. Is this that? Do they shoot towards the west, towards the sun? Do you guys remember? They do shoot to the west um, because where it's at, we where we stand, we're looking east. Um, so then they're across from us. So they're going to be looking west. They're Yeah. They're going to be looking west. So, yeah. So it is a horrible situation. So they should mm-hmm. actually be for evening games. They should be on the west side looking to the east so that their cameras don't get occluded by the sunlight. Because I think this, 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 I think this is a hard game to watch when the sun, you know, when the sun sets later and, because of the way that the sun shines right into the camera. It's hard. Anyhow, Las Vegas, come on, get your poop in a pile. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even like it's their first season in USL. They've been at it for a couple of years already. So yeah, it's one of those things that you just don't understand. <laughs> um, but which I also have to say, it is a, it is a big shame because we did score two amazing goals and I would have, Hope to have seen better camera quality and whatnot. I'm like, fortunately, it had to happen there. But I guess, you know, we still got the goals. It was really great. But I just wish we would have seen them in a better quality. <laughs> um, but luckily, at least we got something. And uh, it, it's not a myth. We we saw them and they, they were quite, quite amazing. So speaking of that, let's go ahead and go to what I dub as the best goal in Republic history, in my opinion. Um, 87 minute, like, oh, Juju pulls something that I didn't even think he was just going to try. But hey, when you're up winning 2-1 and you want to get more opportunities because you really want to make sure you secure those three points, then you can try this. And if there's anything we know about Juju is that he does like taking chances. And, uh, you know, we remember last year when we played against T2, how we got that last minute, literal last minute win. Thanks to Juju, off an amazing play and whatnot. So he proved once again that if you need some uh, security at the end of games, he's there for you, and he can actually pull a really good play and a really amazing goal. So, yeah, I, I was speechless after this. I, I don't know about y'all, but I, I was like, what What did we just experience? Like, I, <laughs> I did not think we would see this. <laughs> I think I kind of had a slight delayed reaction. Um, It was just one of those, you know, once again, caught up in the moment, but the way it dips down, it's so beautiful. (laughs) Like actually seen it from this angle, from the, the replay, like it's so beautiful. And, but yeah, no, I definitely had a delayed reaction to it. Uh, But, oh man. Yeah. Look at that. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I remember watching uh, Juju score his uh, <clears throat> goal against uh, T2 in that match. I mean, it was just beautiful to watch that at, at the death. But to see this in person, oh, man, it was, it was a work of art. 
I mean, he managed to, to get free, just nail that rocket. I mean, I was telling folks, like, no, that sonic boom did not come from Nellis Air Force Base. That's just Juju. You know, that that's just how he does it. And he came through once again. So he's such a dynamic player between him and Mario Panagos. They have a different dynamic. Um, these younger guys, you know, we've been saying it all season, or at least I have, that the youth are really starting to do almost like better things and more difficult things. And it's almost like they've been trained earlier and they're much more comfortable on the ball. Juju literally threaded a needle when he took his shot. If you look at how he had to slot the ball, there were people around him and there were there. He had that perfect timing for taking that shot, which is also one of those things that, once you learn that, you don't unlearn it. It's something that you have as memory. And he must have just known exactly at that moment that this was that he he like almost like a machine. Okay, goalkeepers over here, this defender's over here, la la la. My foot is dialed in, the plant is perfect, and and the shot was made. And there was no there was not going to be any stopping of that. Um I mean, look at that. He threads that needle. Look at that. There are five guys, if you want to count the sixth guy, relatively in close proximity, and he threaded that needle. That's super hard. A lot of our guys have tried those shots, and they just bounce it off the defender. Not Juju. He just had that whole situation dialed in, and that's why I say he's super dynamic because he can do that. And we're going to allow him to make a lot of mistakes. You know, he's going to be making some mistakes like ball possession. He's going to get stripped of the ball. Um, you know, our tinier, I don't want to say tinier guys, but our, uh, you know, our lighter guys, lighter weight guys have a tendency to not be able to hold the ball, but we'll give them those until they learn how to do that. But when you get a goal like that out of a guy, you can forgive, you know, any other, you know, getting stripped of possession kind of a situation, but yeah, that's fabulous. The bench celebration and the yellow card for taking his jersey off. Give him that one too. You know, give him the yellow card. I don't care. He makes this goal and he it's basically like we called it earlier. It's a goal fest. We it was great. We reigned. We reigned in Las Vegas. We reigned on them to clear the smoke. Oh yeah. No, you you, you can't. You cannot say that as a player. You would not take your jersey off. I would have done it. I think anyone else. After you score that, it's like. Oh, I just scored this. Like it's yeah, I feel like it would be surreal scoring a goal like this. Like, yeah, you gotta go and celebrate and <laughs> you gotta go be Brandy Chastain for a moment, man. That feeling. Well, it looks Everything. like he kind of is just doing like he's just gonna, you know, take a risk and just see what happens because you know they're already up. So he's kind of like, you know what, let's just see what happens. And then it just it smoothly went in there. And so yeah, I just feel like I don't I don't know. Like I it's cute. Like I would love to know what's going on in their brains when all of this is going on because you know you're thinking like, is he confident? Is he just thinking, you know, well, you know what, let's see what happens. Uh, you know, what what is he thinking about when this is going on? Because like you said, yeah, five, six guys around him. Like where look at the rest of the Sacramento players. There's like they're nowhere to be found. <laughs> it's all he's surrounded by Vegas. And to just be, you know, just to go for it. Um, you know, definitely a risk taker. It was a risk that, you know, paid off for sure. But if you look, 
once he takes a shot, Jerome, Jaime, we had guys following the shot, which we did better this time, you know, the following the shot for knockdowns, rebounds, because if he did, if it did bounce off the keeper, you know, because of how skilled he was, we had guys. So we had, we had the cover for, you know, any, any future action. And that's something that we kind of lacked uh, early on in the season. We lacked the uh, follow the shot mentality and it's looking better. Um, you know, look at Jerome, he's right there. He's, he's ready to go pounce. So, I mean, he's off to the side, but still he sees the shot being made and he's, he's ready for that next thing. So I'm happy for, I'm happy for this whole thing. And I'm so happy that Andrew got some playing time. Oh my goodness. That makes me happy. Oh yeah. He, he needed some more playing time too. And, and well, now, now that we see the goal, right. It's like the fact that coach gave Juju the confidence to, uh, you know, be in this match uh, as you know, tough as as it was, right and whatnot. It was really great to see him out there. And yeah, I'm with you, Sharon too. I mean, the guy's got to keep trying. The guy's got to keep doing shots. And we can't be mad if like we see some shots that aren't great, right, or that clearly aren't on goal. Because after you deliver goals like this, then you're already clearly demonstrating to us that you know how to score goals. You know how to score these like just epic amazing ones and so you got to keep trying right because you you got you got the shot already like you clearly have that in you so you just got to keep on trying it out and I wouldn't be surprised if you know this goal is going to make its way around the league around the country even around the world possibly um and, and if we see more teams try to put maybe more coverage on Juju if uh they see him out on the pitch so Let's not be surprised if that happens, which uh, it could be good, right? We're good. <laughs> It'll give maybe Cameron some more space or uh, Belmar or Fermala, whoever else is, is there too. So, yeah, nothing but greatness uh, seeing him score this. So that was a 3-1. That's what ultimately ended up um, defining this match. Uh, gives us a really good score, something that we – that it was it was a must – win right i was talking to jennifer offline that we we needed to win this match that there was no way around it you couldn't even tie i mean you i mean you would still get a point whatnot but even a tie wouldn't have been anything that we could have wanted a tie would have felt like a loss and so they did what they had to do against the rival who is our favorite rival to play against (laughs) at least this season uh one that we've gotten most of our wins against but you know, when you're in that situation, you know that you need to get the three points there. And they did what they had to do and they delivered on on a good game. And I'm really glad because we had Jared and Jennifer out there. So, yeah, they, they couldn't have dealt with a loss or, or a tie. And and they they gave you guys the tickets worth, I got to say, uh, even though Jared got his for free. But it, it was worth your overall trip expenses, Jared, which is always uh, a plus. Oh, absolutely. I mean, granted, I kind of had to hustle there because uh, <laughs> unfortunately, early in the day, I partied not quite like him, but it, my body felt like I had partied like a uh, Diego Maradona in the first half of the day. But I just uh, raced down to, ca- to Cashman. First half wasn't that, that great, but it was going down to the party zone in the second half. I mean, that's when things really started taking off. I mean, I even had my uh, Republic FC beach towel just kind of hanging over the board there for a good while in the second uh, half. And we started getting some of the crowd chanting uh, uh, some uh, glory, glory Sacramento chants after the goals. I mean, I don't know if we were really heard all that much, but we definitely put our lungs into it. So, I mean, it was just a 
a great experience uh, getting over there. Even we, we had a couple um, Lights FC fans, you know, acknowledge uh, the goal. There's like, man, that thing was that thing was a rocket. You know, and they were they were telling us. I mean, but yeah, I mean, we, we actually had some cool uh, Lights FC fans, you know, that you know give props. I mean, you know, that, that was just amazing that that they have. I mean, there's not a whole lot of places where you see see that happen at, but I mean, it was just. It was overall, it was a great soccer game. I mean, not, not just for us, obviously, but I mean, just in general. I mean, everybody was just, you know, putting 100% effort into it on, on both sides of the team. But, you know, really, you can only have one winner. And I'm just glad that that was us. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I saw the crest right there. I'm really glad you put it right there. Because when I was watching the, the game, I was like, oh, look, someone put a huge Sacramento Republic crest. I wasn't sure if it was a flag, but now you say it's a towel. Well, it, it was really awesome to to see us there i was like hey it's like it's like we're uh at home but we're not really at home um because of the camera and all that too of course but <laughs> it's great <laughs> to see our chris there yeah and i know i said this offline but i'm gonna say it again because i want to brag um but when we were on doing the um town hall and uh, talking about oc game i said that the score was going to be three to one and that we were going to score all our uh, goals after the second. <laughs> I just picked the wrong team that it was going to happen against. <laughs> so, I mean, humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she, Jennifer gives predictions, but you don't know what game, but it's going to be a game that <laughs> that'll happen this season. So, yeah, that was that was well. I think we'll have to ask you for predictions for next game, so we find out what the score is going to be like you know two or three next weeks season. after that. yeah next season i'll <laughs> just next start predicting next <laughs> you guys can add that on my name badge is sometimes psychic <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did we tell you that you you need a good sharpie and a piece of paper and you put it in you have to do that yourself <laughs> for the name badge <laughs> you get to craft your own <laughs> yeah i'll just like you know go on adobe and just make some uh, <laughs> a clip art because <laughs> we are a low budget podcast <laughs> uh, yeah we'll, we'll have to send you some links to like a template for one of those hi my name is and then you like write there's <laughs> it's just like a long list of everything that i call myself <laughs> <laughs> oh sure and i think we're, eventually we're gonna have to actually get those and be at, at heart health park games with like hi my name <laughs> and we'll say if you want to find us and, and you don't remember how we look like well look, look for our name tags you know that would be such a nerd alert oh my god that is just like nerd alert <laughs> there they are <laughs> well we could put some tape on our glasses and like in the middle too to you know just oh you know, halloween's have- coming up maybe <laughs> So I have what Rosa made me, and I think that's even better than a name tag, is the headband with the little springy, you know, ear things with the, did you guys, you guys saw that, right? You saw the picture. I think so. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, those are, those are good. The little springy ears with with the uh, State of Republic stickers on them. Thank you, Rosa. And I am going to be wearing this the next home game that I attend, which I'm not going on the 18th, but I will be at the um, the 26th. Yeah. So at your, at your oh, birthday I'll celebration try. game, right? Yeah, I'm trying to get something together. I haven't done it yet, but it'll <laughs> eventually. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I, I definitely didn't forget, and I definitely need to ask too, because some of you may have seen it for all of us who watched it on TV and, and briefly saw some of the halftime ongoing things and whatnot. But Jennifer was actually there uh, for the $5,000 cash drop. This time it wasn't via helicopter, which I was kind of sad about. I wanted to see a helicopter <laughs> again and whatnot. But this time it was just a couple of machines, uh, confetti machines with just confetti and a lot of money so tell us jennifer what what, what happened like who, who could actually be there because i know it was only a select few that were lucky enough to be on the field and and just how the whole experience was and how much money you got well <laughs> let's okay so um as for who was allowed to go so they offered it to season ticket um holders first um, like they, um, you kind of signed up for it and then you were randomly selected. Um, but I don't know if they didn't just have enough people because then they started telling people to like text a number to get, um, you know, to get involved with it. I think they said there was about like 150 to 200 people on the field. I don't know, um, if that's correct, but that's the number of people were throwing out. Um, yeah, they did it differently. I think they got in trouble by the FDA. Um, last time with the helicopter. Uh, so that was not allowed. So yeah, so they did these like, half of them were like those like t-shirt gun things. Um, and then it had like confetti and then it had money. And then they had like t-shirts as well. And like the t-shirts had um, additional money. Like they had like different like things taped to them that if they won more money. Um, it was brutal. <laughs> People are so mean. <laughs> like men were pushing women on the ground children weren't supposed to be there but children were there and people were pushing children down (laughs) like uh somebody knocked me to the ground and people were like 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 all like falling on me um some guy almost elbowed me in my face um and I got 12 (laughs) dollars so it covered my parking <laughs> I, I, I wanted at least enough for a beer but I mean you couldn't even I think the beers there that I get are like 15.50 so I couldn't even cover a beer so <laughs> yeah it was an experience oh no oh, that's yeah. what that Gatling gun thing looked like uh, we were texting back and forth um so now I know what that was that was mounted in the back of the pickup truck was it? Yeah, uh, it was the back of a truck, and they also <laughs> had, they had other ones there that were like lower. So they just had like one truck, and then there was like other machines because they were like um, setting them off at different times. So people were kind of like running back and forth. Um, but unfortunately, like people were not even all on the field before they started doing that. So that kind of led to like the people who weren't on the field like pushing and shoving. So it was just kind of like a poorly um, done promotion. But I mean, that's that's kind of like what they do here in Vegas is, you know, I mean, they, I, it, I don't I don't want to be rude, but, you know, it's, they don't have a strong enough fan base here. So to get people in the seats, they have to have these ridiculous promotions to keep people coming back. Um, and so that's, you know, that was one of them. <laughs> Yeah, this is the same club that a couple of weeks ago had their promotion. Hey, let's walk through through an inflated colon as you go into the stadium. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of those things where as much as they want to bring fans with that, right, with the cash drop and whatnot, maybe they should just consider, I don't know, maybe 
surprising fans and saying like, oh, you could be one of the lucky fans who can win and, you know, taping maybe money under your seat as a maybe a additional thing so people don't have to go all crazy because I think that when you do cash drops like that and with so many people on the field, it's just it's a recipe for like disaster, right? They they can't expect people to be like, oh, okay, well, I got my ten dollars. I'm good right now. <laughs> like yeah, people I mean, are gonna it, be shoving people around and it's gonna be chaotic. So wow. I mean, you're you're throwing money out in the air to grab. You're not gonna hear a bunch of, oh, pardon me. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see you there or anything like that. It's 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 free one dollars, five dollars, tens, twenties. I mean, they even had some guy when, when they were when the uh, MC was kind of encouraging folks to grab the money. There was someone that actually tried to put their hands like by the uh, launchers to get a better chance of grabbing it. I mean, it, it, it was nuts out there. I mean, I, I was you know at that party zone just watching that all happen. I was like, oh my god! I mean, this this is just a brown butter show. I mean, I, I, I was I was gonna say something else, but you know I'm keeping a PG for it for, for the cast. So, but I mean it it was just a disaster. I, I mean this it, it would almost seem like it w- would have been safer if they had got the the cash cop grab out again. But you know, like uh, Jennifer said, the FAA had actually filed a, had received a complaint about it. So I totally get that. But uh, I mean, I know Vegas is gonna Vegas, but. There's better ways of having these promotions that going out there. I mean, that's well, that's my yeah, thought. It's it's one of those things that you're talking about people right up front. So a lot of these tall men were standing right in front of it. And as soon as the um, money would be sprayed out, they were grabbing it. And so there was like no like, you know, there was there wasn't any hope for other people to get it. And it, it was bad because like you said, the MC, he was, he was even like saying, Oh, children are being pushed down. Women are being pushed down. And it was kind of just this like, ha ha laughing matter. Um, and it, and it, the employees were laughing at everything. And I'm, it was kind of, it was just poorly done um, for safety reasons. It was one of those things that, like you said, yeah, money underneath the, the seats or, you know, hey, do a raffle or there's there's so many other things that you can do or have a smaller dollar amount and a smaller group of people or, you know, have one of those wind tunnels where you walk inside and see what you can win. Um, yeah, it was once again, just trying to have something fun around a holiday weekend. But like Vegas, we always take it too far. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, another alternative could have been like they could have put all five thousand dollars in several envelopes. Each person gets one envelope. Who knows? You might get ten dollars. You might get a hundred dollars, and just do it that way, right? So everyone gets just something random, and you know you still got that. Might not be as flashy as people, you know, doing all these things and you know this whole disaster going on. But you know, at least you still could still get the people in the seats, right? Because they're gonna wanna get an envelope and see what they get well and the confetti didn't help like i don't i don't understand why they needed to do the confetti because then tons of it was still on the on the field after Mm -hmm. you know and so it made no sense like i get the confetti in the stands like there's a certain section that gets confetti sprayed on them at the start of the, the game um but the confetti with the um you know the the cash drop just made absolutely no sense and as far as putting stuff underneath the seats, I'm not sure how long that could last because 
granted, this uh, stadium has been around for a while. I mean, they, they still have the cup holders that say click it or ticket earthlings. And, and that's making reference to the Las Vegas 51s, the, uh, the former tenants of that ballpark who uh, recently moved over to nearby Summerlin and became the Las Vegas aviators. So I guess, I don't know, with, with the, as rough as it was with the cash drop, if, if folks were to find out that were stuff ta- taped to the seats, some of those seats might not be around too, too much longer. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. That would not have been, not have been good. Wow. Well, Jennifer, I like your idea though, where everybody gets an envelope and, or Luis or whoever it was, you know, everybody gets an envelope when they first, you know, like after they get seated you know, or whatever, it's like you're handed an envelope. It's not taped to anything. And there's a little bit of money or a lot of money or whatever, but it's kind of like, you know, come to the game and get your, you know, check your thing. It's like giving out lotto, lotto tickets. You know, you never know which one's a winner. Yeah. I just don't think they did that because they want the flashiness. They want the cameras to take those videos to go viral. Mm-hmm. And people say like, Oh, wait, what did they do in the soccer field? Wow. So, so on our broadcast, and I don't think this was on yours, Louise, Rob McAllister and Kevin Goldthwaite were critiquing the ability of the people using the blowers to get the confetti off the field because each one of them has probably had to use a blower, you know, for their yard or whatever. So they were deciding whether they were electric or gas powered blowers, number one. And then they were critiquing the um, ability of the blower people. And they basically said, those guys have no experience. They have to do it. You know, it's like they were, it was so interesting. And then to watch people trying to kick the confetti off, it's like, uh, yeah, you're just getting more scattered in for the blower people to have to deal with. And you could tell that one person, it was such a CF that one person who was in charge was trying to get everybody just off the field because the game had to start because the television feed, you know, you have to do everything on timing and you get penalized by the USL. If you miss your minutes on the TV feed, you get penalized. There's a monetary fine for screwing Mm -hmm. up like that. Um, Having been there, done that. We didn't, I don't think we had any fines, but that we, you had to be on cue and you had to be ready. And so they were going to just leave the confetti on the field. The one person you could see trying to get everybody just off the field, leave the field, leave the field, we have to leave the field. It's like, uh, but there's still confetti. So for some reason they, you know, they managed to get it at least to the edge of the sidelines, but I know they're going to get a fine. The USL is going to find them. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I saw that too, Sharon. And I was, I was cracking up seeing people try to kick confetti. <laughs> I was like, oh no, no, don't don't do that. I saw the players actually come in already too, and a bunch of confetti there, and I'm like, they they can't think we're gonna be playing with confetti there, right? Because not that it would really screw us up, but still, it's like, why you know, you gotta clear that away? Like <laughs> that was not a part of the game. Yeah, I think they would have been more successful if they used ra- like they were raking it off the field. But there was somebody that slid. I'm, I'm not sure if it was Jordan or somebody, and you just saw confetti like as he was sliding, like confetti was coming up. And so they were not su- successful in getting that out. But but I do gotta say right that our our two amazing goals did come from that side. So uh, I guess confetti was on, on our side, and we we got luck through that. So. Or the money, maybe that that was that was also good. <laughs> those were money shots right there. I hope there was some money left over. Some of the, the players just picked up money as they were on the field. You know, that's what I was wondering. I was like, is there any like? Because I know after the game, you did tell us previously, right, Jennifer, that they allow people to go on the pitch, and I saw people running around, and I'm like, uh, and and some people were even walking over to the confetti and all that, and I'm like, I wonder if anyone, you know. 
managed to get a daughter here or there who that was maybe too stuck to the confetti or maybe under a big pile of confetti or something. <laughs> yeah, from the looks of it, just like being in there, um, I really think they were only throwing out $1 bills. And then the, they did the oh. t-shirts with that said the dollar amount compared to the previous times. I think they had like $3,000 in ones. And then the other $2,000 was the $100 bills, the $50 bills, the 2010s. And they also had $2 bills. So, oh. so I think just from the looks of it, because no one that I saw had anything over a dollar. Um, and when you, when they shot them up, you could see all the money coming down and they were clearly $1 bills. So, oh, okay. So it looked more glamorous, I guess, than, than it was. Wow. Well, that's it's a lot of dollar show. bills. It's all show here in Vegas. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So that was, that was a lot of dollar bills right there. $5,000 bills. Wow. <laughs> I didn't. It didn't even look like that many too. But I guess the, the confetti kind of blended with them. Um, well, yeah, you're right. They did not need confetti then. If it was just all dollar bills, then just throw all your dollar bills already to have them go from different sites. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because guarantee you, if it would have just been the dollar bills, that field is going to get cleaned up pretty quick, record speed. <laughs> How about let's go with um, man of the match. Uh, who do y'all got? Let's just go to you, Sharon, and uh, I'll let you guess who, who I pick. But we can we can have me go last too. Okay, so Derek Carmella. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, I miss him. You know, I, I I'm curious what what's going on with him. Boy, you know, being able to put in 90 minutes that I, I believe Luis Felipe uh, put in, put in a full, full 90, um, I, you know, I'm tempted, I'm tempted to hang on, on, on him right now, even though we had some excellent goals and we had a lot of hard work by a lot of people and a lot of heads up play. I'm, I'm still, I'm still right now. I'm kind of, I'm still liking what he's brought to the pitch. That's my guy. So, I mean, I would have to agree. Um, there's, you know, there's a couple other good contenders. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard not to say Juju just because you're like, it was epic. You want to give it to him. Um, and then also a, a, another reason, not just because I was standing next to his family, but Emil, he was, you know, he helped set up a lot of, um, you know, he, he was great with the setup. So, but I mean, yeah, Luis Felipe, he, he just went hard um, the, the whole game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna second that, Sharon. I got I gotta say it just like they used to say in Schoolhouse Rock, three is the magic number. Yes, it is. Luis Felipe, I mean, he was just putting 100 percent throughout the entire game, especially in the second half. I mean, just noticing how he was just uh, pushing through, managed to get that that goal. I mean, overall, I mean, he had a great night. So yes, uh, Luis Felipe as well for my man of the match. All right, Sharon, who am I going to go with? I think you are going to break ranks with us and you are going to go with Juju. Yeah, I can't deny it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I uh, was going to, I was going to, you know, go the Lisa Lipa side as well, but I would have just been joking because I, I mean, aside from the goal, ever since he was subbed in, I, I think he really brought a different uh, direction into the game. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed seeing just 
not just again just how amazing he shot that but he set up other plays he was really participating throughout the game when he was subbed in and uh i really enjoyed seeing that especially like like i've said before from an academy player which has brought a lot to the table when he gets subbed in and you know between him and mario pinagos i i'd say some of the best academy players we've had in recent years and it's really great to see that because you know before they came to the scene uh you know i i was a little worried at the fact that we weren't really getting that much academy players around and as sharon knows right we've had some that unfortunately have not been the best of players right and we've had others that even their attitude isn't great and and it, it's such a shame because they're getting an opportunity to play professional soccer uh in their hometown uh or if they're not from sacramento they're from around sacramento and you know it's one of those things where you, you shouldn't blow your opportunity when if we weren't around we you probably would not have that opportunity and, and juju has definitely not blown his opportunity he he knows the gravity of what it's like to play for the first team coming through the academy ranks and so does hayden you know hayden understands that and you know and and, and it's obvious that mario understands not to blow it um so i you know i'm really appreciating the youth at this point we've talked about it before you know the youth are our biggest hope going forward just can't say enough about what what we're seeing and and then the cultivation by the older players and some of our former mls guys that are still you know with us you know even pete pennanen they're cultivating the younger guys and it's just it's a really cool thing to see the you know all of that so all in all great game can't wait to see the stats you know where we are in the in the standings i'm looking forward to seeing how much ground we have to make up though over the next few games Oh, yeah. One more thing I got to add to this, too, is shout out to coach. Uh, I really appreciated seeing two subs uh, right at the halftime mark. He he knew that, you know, we needed to change the outcome of this match because we were down 1-0. But, you know, as as we all know in previous games and, and whatnot, we, we've seen games where we don't get a sub till like the 70th minute. 70, we joke around 75th minute, but... Uh, right now, you know, real different and and whatnot. So two really good subs when we saw uh, Juju come in for Mario Panagos and then uh, Belmar uh, come in for Malik Foster, which had his first start. Really great. And I'm glad that coaches is giving him that confidence there as well. So if we take a look at the standings, uh, here's how things are shaping up. We had a couple of, of our Group rivals have a couple of games yesterday too, which did change things quite a bit here. So first place, Phoenix Rising, 44 points, 21 matches played. Uh, Loyal and Orange County both have 22 matches played. Loyal is at 33 points. Uh, Orange County is at 31 points. Then in fourth, we still got Tacoma Defiance with uh, 20 matches played, uh, one less match than we do, 30 points. And we are still sitting in fifth place with 21 matches played. 26 points and below us we got Los Dos which thankfully lost against San Diego yesterday um uh, unfortunately San Diego also being one of the teams that is in our group uh did have to win because otherwise we would have had Los Dos there still stuck on us but now they're three points behind us uh differential negative six versus our negative two uh, and then we got the Roots, which uh, also were thankfully stopped by Tampa Bay Rowdies over in Florida, 3-0. Uh, 
was the scoreline on Friday. Um, they have two less games than we do, but they are sitting six points below us with 20 points. So they do get those two games and they happen to win them. Sure, we're going to be tied, but their differential is uh, below ours. And then last place, we got the lights <laughs> with uh, one more game than we do. 17 points. Uh, that puts them nine points behind us. So I think at this rate, it might be safe to say that they are down there and uh you know we we can't get anywhere near eighth place hopefully yeah we never know so so that that famous phrase of you you know when you're in the red it means you're bankrupt or you you know your 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 books aren't balancing so looking at the usl stats you know the standings uh las vegas five red blocks in a row so um it's not a good look and then the ones that actually look better than that is sack we only have one red in our five block you know our five game series we only have one loss and it goes win draw win draw loss draw win so it's kind of like a bookend situation um so it's just it's interesting and it's interesting watching san diego really come alive and you know oakland was handed a loss after you know three wins in a row like you just said but just just that telltale chart that last five game chart that the USL posts is, is kind of, it's, I I would tell anybody, look at that. I mean, that kind of shows you the form that a team is in, you know, their confidence and, and, and all of that, but it's also their form is dependent on player availability. And I'm seeing Sacramento having availability of choices right now, especially going into, you know, some more games coming up, you know, so. Yeah, so here's the situation now, right? Again, we're sitting at 26 points. Um, Orange County and San Diego have one more game than we do, but if we catch up to them in games, uh, we could potentially be just two points away from Orange County and just four points away from San Diego. So that, that could put us at a pretty good spot there, and we would be just one point away from Tacoma, even though, yes, they do have uh, one less game than we do, but... I think the main thing here is that we have three more games to play against Tacoma. We are going to be seeing them quite often in this, uh, you know, finale stretch of the season. And so that is, that's your key right there, right? Is get those three wins against them because they are right there. You are fighting against them for fourth place. Uh, don't worry about OC and San Diego loyal, right? If you pick up those wins, you could, you know, you're still going to be playing against San Diego later on as well. So. You still got that, but our, our priority should be beat Tacoma. Don't take a tie. Don't take definitely a loss, but you need to make up some ground with them because, you know, you have to take that fourth spot. And that's that's how you take that and, and also start moving away from your um, bottom competition because they, they are still there close by. And if they lose points, then other teams can get closer to them. So. Pretty, pretty uh, interesting situation where we're at, where we're close to playoffs, but we're also close to the bottom teams. So we'll see what what our next matches uh, bring ahead of us. And speaking of our upcoming matches, next Saturday, we make the trip out now to El Paso to play against El Paso Locomotive. Um, Outside rival, but one thing we need to know is that they are first place in the Western Conference Mountain Division. They are at 20 matches played, uh, 42 points. So 
really ahead and they are 10 points ahead of their second place rival which is uh the switchbacks so uh not not an easy team they've only lost two games out of those 20 matches played and tied six and won 12 so we're in for you know quite quite a match a, a little something similar possibly to the phoenix match and so i think if we come away with a tie in el paso i won't be so mad uh, because the team's been traveling quite a bit. So we we do want the win, of course, right? We're all going to hope for the win, but we can't be mad if they don't get the three points because it's it's going to be a, a challenging one. Um, and then we come back home on the 18th. I'll be at that match, uh, and we're going to be playing against San Antonio. So Cuello gets to see his old teammates. We get to see Mitch <laughs> come back once again as, as a rival. Uh, in Sacramento. So uh, another interesting game there as well, because San Antonio is uh, third place in their group. So it's not going to be an easy one. It's going to be another challenging one. And then after that, we're going to be back on the road, uh, this time going to Washington to play against Tacoma Defiance. So one of the remaining three games that I mentioned earlier that are going to be pretty critical to us. Um, and that, that is going to be also a, uh, weekday game two so uh, on a wednesday on the 22nd of september too and then we're gonna be playing back at home uh on sunday a day after sharon's birthday which is hopefully gonna be her celebratory day right there uh to play against los dos at 2 p.m um so here's hoping for a good game there too so that's our outlook for the next upcoming four matches so yeah what what are you guys' thoughts on on these four matches we have ahead of us well, I feel that this last, you know, against Vegas, it was a like a tale of two teams. You know, we had the team that played the first half, and you had the team that played the second half. Now, if the team that played the second half shows up against, you know, El Paso and Tacoma, then I feel confident. But if the team that shows up that they were the first half, then I'm a little worried. Yeah, I mean, given the fact that uh, we have El Paso and how good El Paso has been doing, that that's definitely going to be a challenge game. I mean, just like you said, uh, how we played against Phoenix uh, over in Chandler a couple weekends ago. Uh, if we if we can get even close to that effort against El Paso, I mean, I, I like our chances. I mean, that's going to be another tie that you know really I'm not going to complain about. I mean, if we get the win, that'd be all all the sweeter. But uh, really, I mean. We, we really got to get prepped for El Paso. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of the highlights from them, but this this was also the same team that knocked us out of the playoffs a couple of years ago, if I remember correctly. So, you know, we, we've got to bring it against El Paso. I actually liked our defense, except for the lapse of, you know, I don't mind the, um, the formation we started with. Um, I, I think we just had a lapse that allowed a goal to get going in there. You know, bringing on uh, Belmar and um, Juju or Belmar and Juju in the second half, I think changed a little bit of the dynamic. But I did not mind the way we started the first half. I mean, I've always the the formation, you know, with Nabi right now in the back line, helping Dan, Luis Felipe, Jordan McCrary, you know, that the the way that our back line was set up, I didn't mind it. I just think we had a, a little goofy head. And I think if we just study video and shore that stuff up this week during the week before we, you know, get to El Paso, I'll, I'm good with that. Um, and I think with every game, 
that we gain and we gain more confidence. Um, I think we're going to be seeing some more shooting from our, from our fellas and a lot more confidence. So at this point, I don't care who's on the field because I think they've all learned lessons. Yeah, that, that is uh, very true. So we'll see. We'll see how that game goes on, on Saturday. And once again, uh, check us out on Friday on social media for our town hall, where we'll be talking a little bit more about that game. And we'll be actually taking a look at more at what El Paso has done this season to see what, what we're up against more in detail. So time to be announced, but check us out there on social media so you can find out what time that will be this Friday. Cool. Well, we couldn't have a podcast with Jared on it without everyone's favorite usl unsolved mysteries so jared what do you have for us tonight well as far as this goes you've probably seen it be the uh surprise character on the field uh, throughout the game and believe me those of us in the stands could see it as well uh the Las Vegas Lights, uh, FC supporter group, uh, the, the bigger one, uh, the electric company, uh, they're known for, for having quite a bit of a smoke on there. But uh, usually with most supporter groups, they pop the smoke to celebrate a goal, which, I mean, ultimately they did when, when they got their first goal. But what I was noticing is that they were just lighting them at random times. I mean, granted, I know their goaltender is the last name is Rando, so just to pick Rando times to pop smoke. I mean, what does that really accomplish? I mean, it's just just takes away the special the special feeling of popping the smoke after scoring a goal. If you're just lighting them off whenever, what and just any old time, what is the purpose of that? I mean, the only thing the only thing it really does is if you're not doing it during celebratory times, it's just getting the smoke all over the field. And during the first half, that was where their goaltender was at. So it's going to affect them from seeing the plays properly, you know, judging who is where, where's the ball, where's everyone coming from. And it's it's just a, a mystery to me. Why why are they setting off uh, smoke bombs at any random times? And why isn't the USL even saying anything about it? Because that's going to be affecting gameplay. The last I checked for... Most clubs' uh, game of conduct is if you're going to have a smoke go off, that be at, at approved times or, or checkpoints, anything like that. I mean, not not just whenever you, you feel the need to just uh, pop the smoke, you know, go anywhere. I mean, you got to have some structure as a supporter group. I mean, especially with as bad as the air has been getting in a lot of places out here in the West. I mean, you can't just uh, go at it randomly. I mean, ultimately, the smoke backfired, uh, so so to speak, and we ended up winning. But uh, after that uh, second half, after the first goal, I've noticed that they were doing it less and less, if, if at all. So I get that the electric company wants to get the hype feeling going, you know, you know support the, the team and everything like that. But you, you got to pick and choose I mean, because that smoke is going gonna, is gonna to affect you both ways. So really, the unsolved mystery is, why is the electric company just randomly uh, popping smoke? I mean, I know we can't really do smoke at Hard uh, Health Park because, I mean, for, for starters, it's a state-owned property and they have their own fire code about that. And Cashman is more or less a privately owned uh, park, you know, not, not owned by the state or anything like that. But 
I mean, come on, you've, you've got to have some regiment to this. I mean, I know Las Vegas said that the club means good, but just it just seems like everything is just sl- sloppily just put together as far as the celebrations, the promotions, get some structure, not just electric company, but also Las Vegas Lights FC. So, yeah, that, that that's that's my two cents on that. And it could have been in about something else, but right as the um, the smoke was released, I saw Coach Briggs um, talking to one of the refs about something, and he kept on pointing over to the smoke. So I don't know if he was like complaining about it. It could have been you know something completely different, but it was just a a perfect timing where he was you know pointing over. And I always mess up the. Um, the Las Vegas coach's name. Um, but he was kind of just like shrugging, like, uh, you know, it was like throwing his hands up and like, you know, Briggs is just like pointing over there, like getting really upset. So, um, I, I, you know, it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's so hard to breathe when you're down there. Um, it's, it's hard to see, you know, not only it burns your eyes, it burns your throat, it burns your nose. Um, and, and we're not running around (laughs) the field, you know, we're just standing there trying to cheer our team and we're having a hard time breathing. Um, and, but then you do see, they kind of, you know, set them off when they're trying to distract the other team. Um, so they, I don't know if they understand like it's supposed to be a celebration, not to like actually distract it, but if you really pay attention, it seems like they do it when, you know, the other team is taking an advantage somehow. Like if they're up on, not even just score wise, if they're just, you know, doing better on the field, they're kind of, you know, setting these bombs off at these times. And I, I, I wonder if it's more of like a distraction for the other team. Well, I'll tell you what, USL is probably going to have the final say because the intentional smoke obscured the ability for a lot of people to see the game through the televised broadcast that they spend a lot of money on, obviously not for quality, but, you know, to do, you know, the platforms throughout ESPN Plus and even the local broadcast. So that was kind of a weird thing. Well, that that explains why they actually tied against Phoenix Rising now. Now we all understand that. Well, they got that 2-2 tie last month. <laughs> all makes sense now. But they really should do something about it, though, because, I mean, if it's an unfair advantage that they're gaining from that, then, and not just that, right, but they're also hurting the players, and you never know what could happen, right, because they can't have good visibility. Like, it's just, it's a big mess. Whatever strategy they're using, whether it be to give uh, road teams that, that are on a hot streak to, to get them slowed down. Really, look look at the standings. It's backfiring. It's not working. So stop it. I mean, you're affecting fans' health. You're affecting players' health. Once in a while, I, I get. But if you're just doing it constantly, constantly, just to throw the other team off or anything like that, it doesn't do anybody good. Now, how was the smell where you were sitting at? Because I've, I've only experienced it right you know, over in the party zone where we're basically, you know, on, on the pitch. So how is it? Cause you sat a little ways back, didn't you? Yeah. At first for the first half, I was uh, sitting uh, closer to the other goal. So I was getting a little bit of smell on it. So, I mean, it did smell a little bit sulfury, but thankfully the smoke didn't uh, travel towards, uh, towards my section, 
but I mean, I, I could definitely see it and, and smell it. But uh, yeah, I mean, one, one wrong uh, dra- draft, I mean, they could just hit hit the fans uh, on that uh, L shape where, where it curves, you know, where like home play w- would have been. Well, uh, before we uh, close out today's episode, uh, as we mentioned at the beginning, uh, we are going to be voting for the scarf here on the show because uh, after telling the votes that we had on the comments, uh, it seemed that there was a tie between number four and number six. So those are the two options that we have. Uh, Sharon, I know what you're going to pick, but let's let's hear it from you first. And then we'll do Jennifer, Jared, and then myself. So after listening to a lot of input and reading a lot of input, I like still number four, but I would love to get the blend of six colors, maybe on one side. So there's that. Okay. What about you, Jennifer? Yeah, I would 100% agree. I absolutely love four, um, but I do see like where on the the side of where it says sack soccer podcast, um, if you kind of blended with that yellow or I can't see with my glasses, but, um, you know, if you kind of, like, cause it looks like, is it just like a pattern? Is it, yeah, or like is it, so was it supposed to be a shape? It, it looks like a pattern. Yeah. I didn't design it myself, okay. but yeah. I, I okay. think it was like a pattern. So the, yeah. Like the pattern kind of put that on the other side, but the, the top of the, uh, state of the Republic for the uh, number four, that one, I absolutely love that part. Yeah, looking at these, I'm kind of in the same camp as well. I mean, I, I like the, the top image for number four and then the uh, the reverse for number six. I mean, re- really, that was one reason why I was initially going for number six, but ultimately picked four. I mean, to get those two blends going together, if, if it's at all possible, I mean, that would be great. I would also keep the font size consistent on number four. You know, it doesn't have to be that big font, you know, and, and the half moon. So the, there's a way to there's a way to do it. Um, of course I don't, I can't do it right now. Um, but there's a, there's a way that I think it could be, there could be a blend. Although I just number four with the stars that just get killed me. I loved it. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you three as well. Uh, I like, uh, both and they both have different elements that are great. So looks like then we're going to be going with a blend of both, uh, state of the Republic on number four is, will be one side. And then the other side will be a uh, sack soccer podcast from number six uh, with the logos uh, in half, as you see on, on the top for uh, number six. So that when you actually have it on, you can actually form our logo um, if you wear it right the, the way that a lot of people wear it. So that's, that's what we got then. So hey, we got a, a happy medium between both. So if, <laughs> people were a fan of one or the other then you know you could just show the side that you were more a fan of so hey it worked out great awesome well want to make sure i thank our special guest today are again as, as we now call her the las vegas correspondent jennifer for uh, being on here thank you so much jennifer for joining us and and telling us what that crazy experience was at halftime <laughs> absolutely yeah once again thank you so much for having me and Next time Vegas does something crazy, I'll be more than happy to discuss it with you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can't wait. We can't wait to find out what the next promotion will be next year. Um, awesome. Well, also, thank you, Sharon. And thank you, Jared, as well, for uh, taking time out of your Las Vegas vacation there to hop on to be here with uh, Sharon and I here in California. Oh, believe me. I don't mind at all. I mean, I, I love this trip. 
<laughs> oh yeah i'm glad it went well i mean yeah thank you for having faith in sacramento and putting your money on sacramento that that was that was really good i'm, I'm glad that it was a double win for you <laughs> oh ab- absolutely i mean i'm glad that i was able to uh have the mindset of this time actually going to the sports book because in 2019 i kicked around the idea but decided against it and i was kind of glad for it that time around but this time I just uh, went into the sports book here at Westgate, uh, slapped down $80, and I ended up uh, bringing back nearly $150. So thank you. Thank you, Republic FC, in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty great. And it was yeah. it was fun, Jared. Thank you for posting your pictures of food. I mean, that was fun to follow along, all the different <laughs> things that you, you shared with us, um, either – but behind the scenes or actually on, you know, your social media, that was a lot of fun. So keep on doing that. That's always a blast. Yeah. I'm going to try to head over to Omega Mart uh, later, later today. It's basically an interactive uh, art exhibit from uh, Meow Wolf. Uh, oh, those, yes. Those are the same folks that uh, were the initial kit sponsors for New Mexico United, but I'm going to try to get out there uh, later today. So squeeze some last full day activities uh, out here in Vegas. Well, stay cool, mister. That's It's a hot out. Look for the steak cake when you're at Omega Mart. Oh, the steak cake? Yeah, okay. the steak cake. <laughs> yeah, I heard that they also had some uh, American steak, red, white, and blue uh, colored uh, steaks, too. So I'll have to look out for that. Oh, if you see that, yeah, take a picture. Let us shred around. That's, that's quite interesting. <laughs> wow. Well, it is Las Vegas, so. You know, I, I couldn't expect anything, anything less. <laughs> Great. Well, um, thank you so much to everyone for listening to us, for always uh, giving us all your support. We really appreciate that. Again, tune in to us on social media on Friday. Time to be announced uh, to talk with us about the next game against El Paso. And if you want to join, send us a message. Uh, but we are going to be uh, sharing the link, the direct link to join that as well. So you know, we'll have a blast like we always do. So uh, we invite you to join if you would like to join or if you would like to just tune in and leave comments, then that that's great as well. So have a great day. Have a good rest of your Labor Day to all of our guests today. And, and if you listen today on Labor Day also as well, or just have a great day whenever you're listening. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry for the delay. I got to say, Jared, when, when you said the electric company first on our group chat, and then I think you, you mentioned it at other points and whatnot, all this time I thought it was literally an electric company. And I was going to say, pg <laughs> come on, stop it. Stop it with the smoke. Come on, you've already done enough damage here in California. Like, don't... <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. Anyhow, there you have it. Ouch. I'm sorry, the cat just walked in, Louise. I was hearing some cat noise in the background. I was She's like, here. Yes, she it's a, it's she like said, a U.S. sitcom. She just comes waltzing in whenever. <laughs> it's a show about nothing. For a moment, I thought it was my cat. And so I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, she said, she even said, no, it's me. <laughs> So you first, when you first said town hall, she likes the town hall because she interrupts those as well. But when you said town hall, all of a sudden, 
here she is. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, town hall, town hall. Wait, it's happening right now. Wait, I was supposed to... you didn't it's tell like me. Usually, it's like usually some cats are fine if you crinkle a bag of, uh, of treats and they come running here. This one right here, you mentioned town hall. Whoosh. <laughs> she comes in play. <laughs> <laughs> She's very chatty right now. <laughs> Like, oh, we're in the town hall. We're in the town hall. <laughs> like, we're not live yet, but thank you for making an appearance. That, oh, look at her. She's right there Aww. on the screen. Aww. <laughs> the kitty. <laughs> Everybody's cat calling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put her down. Boy, boy. <laughs> It's her second appearance on the bloopers, so I, I expect her to be more on the bloopers, please. <laughs> like we heard you loud and clearly. <laughs> no, it's great. You, you know, you know how much I enjoy adding more to the bloopers. <laughs> yeah. Um, 